0: Welcome back, football fans, to another edition of Two Minute Drill presented by Deep Dive Sports. I'm joined today, as always, by Brian and John. What's going on, guys?
1: How's it going, man?
0: Hi. How are you, everybody? So, with the playoffs in full bloom, we're going to discuss a lot about the playoffs this episode. But we're going to but we're going to follow our script as usual: first down, second down, third down, fourth down, and end with a little two point conversion trivia. See if these guys can be stumped. I generally am and have not gotten any of these correct. But we're going to start off with our first down and topic one. What did you guys take away from this last week in the NFL playoffs? I'm going to start with you, Brian.
1: Uh, So last episode, my team, though, or like the people I want to watch out for was the Arizona Cardinals. And I felt justified in that just because notice they've struggled down the stretch. They lost four out of five and I just took away that they really have to work on some stuff with that offense. I mean, Kyler, he did not look good. 137 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. That offense was zero for nine on third downs and only had 61 rushing yards. So they got some work cut out for him in the offseason.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was really surprised at what how that game turned out. I was expecting a lot more. I was really surprised that he didn't take that sack in the end zone and just to give up the the small amount rather than just flick it out and then throw that that it was the shortest interception <laughs> six for a touchdown in NFL history. was that, that Yeah, that thought that was amazing when they when they said that because I mean he was literally on the half yard line. Yeah, Kyle Murray. I know we talked about him in the MVP throughout the beginning of the year, but he's got a lot of grown up to do. Yeah. What about you, John? What did you take away this week?
2: Well, I uh, I was, I, I know we talked earlier about the Bengals having a really good offense, and, and especially in Jamar Chase and the comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow. But I was surprised that the Bengals won. I mean, they haven't won a playoff game since January 9th, of, uh, I think, 1991. It's been 31 years. So I was surprised that they broke the streak. So, you know, good for them. I know they're a division rival, but I was I was in a way happy for them. You know, 30-plus 30, 30 years of not winning a playoff games. I think that at the time it was the longest streak in the NFL. I envy them, but I'm also proud that they broke it. Um, I also was – I wasn't necessarily surprised by this, but I was glad that the Rams got back on track.
0: Yeah that that defense was just lights out. I mean played the guess best football I've seen all year really. Well my takeaway is a little bit of an upwards swing for uh the Philadelphia Eagles. I was um you know obviously they got dominated 31-15 beat down by the Buccaneers and you know one point in time where they were 30 points plus uh late in the third quarter they were down and really their offense and defense never was on the same Page ever during the whole entire game, but I think that they have a lot of, of good positive things I think jalen hurts continues to develop I think that um, you know, they need to add defensive talent and that's where kind of this draft stuff is I was looking at this and I really surprised that if they can turn their draft miscues around. They're going to be great You know, they passed on in 19 in 2019. They passed on dj metcalf they passed on Devontae Johnson, Terry McLaurin, and Hunter Renfro, all in that 2019 draft. You know, obviously they got Devontae Smith last year, and that seems to give them a little bit of a plug. Him and Jalen used to throw them together, so I, I, I'm saying that that the Eagles have the potential to go a lot farther in the next couple of years than I think some people expected, even this year. So. Moving on to our second topic, what is one player that everyone would like to watch throughout the rest of the playoffs? And I'll start with you on this one,
2: John. Uh, OBJ Odell Beckham Jr. I, I I think he, he's had a, he's been good since he joined the Rams and I think he's going to continue to do well. Um, He had, he had a really good game against the Cardinals and I just, I just think he's going to continue to get better, you know, with the new scenery and having a new quarterback and, being on a new team. So I'm going to watch out for him. I mean, the guy has a talent, um, but I, I, I think he, uh, I think he's only going to get better.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we discussed that with that going to a veteran quarterback. um, I think it's helped him out considerably in a more dominant. um, I think in the sense of taking charge uh, coach that is not going to take any crap from anybody. uh, And I think that that voted well for him. So what about you, Brian?
1: Uh, mine does come with the asterisk of if he plays, but uh, Derek Henry, there's uh, rumors he's, you know, trending towards playing this week. Uh, he's uh, doing contract practice now. And I mean, the Titans have been fine without him, but I think, you know, getting him back in that uh, backfield will make a huge difference for him, especially this week since they're playing the Bengals. So I think uh, I, you could expect if he plays for him to have a really big game and that team to be really glad to have him back.
0: I mean, we saw Juju come back with the Steelers at the you know and didn't contribute a whole heck of a lot, but he still was able to come off of that injury and play that that final game, and so that was that was pretty good. My guy to watch throughout the rest of this year is going to be Aaron Rodgers, and you know everybody's talking about him MVP and he's just going to be amazing, and this is his year. But you know, I, I was looking at the stats on this guy and uh, the Packers are eleven and nine in the playoffs under Rodgers, uh, including a three and uh, I'm sorry a five and three mark at Lambeau five and six on the road and one and oh on a neutral site he has a passer rating of 100.5 with 5,669 yards 45 touchdown 13 interceptions in 21 total games in his playoff career but his only Super Bowl has been in, like 12 years ago in
2: 2010
0: yeah uh, I just you've had all these, you know, of uh, times and these teams to be able to, to come out ahead and you some somehow have only won just one one Super Bowl out of all of that. And that's just really surprising. And I, I don't know if that comes to coaching. I don't know if that just comes to player retention. Um, but like I was just when I kind of looked that up, I was like, that's you know, so this this could be his year, you know, we'll see what happens throughout the rest of this week and next. Moving forward, but uh, I'm definitely going to be watching to see if Aaron Rodgers can actually seal the deal on what we all expect him. He should, should he and he should be on his like fourth Super Bowl by now at least. Yeah, so Super Bowl win, I would say. Well, moving on to our second down, and we're going to discuss. It was just a little bit earlier. We're gonna with the refs consistently making bad calls throughout this year. Do you think the NFL will make any changes or keep it as is? And I'm gonna start with you, on Brian, because I know you have been itching to talk about this.
1: Yeah, trust me, guys, I have been excited for this topic. I mean, just over the last three years, the refs have gotten like steadily worse and worse on their play calling. And I I think so. The NFL they've come out and they've said uh, they want to keep a human element in the re- the officiating, which I can understand. But we live in a world where you know the we can see these plays frame by frame. So when they get a really bad call wrong, it's a big deal. So uh, I mean, there's three uh, calls that have been very controversial this year. I mean, you got roughing the passer, pass interference, and taunting. And I mean, I think we've seen just about all of those this weekend alone where they affected the game. They shouldn't have been getting called, or you know, some penalties were happened that didn't get called for some reason. So I think that that human element in officiating we're gonna see diminish just because the fan bases aren't happy about the officiating. I mean, it makes these games kind of feel a little cheap when you know a bad call decides who wins and who loses
0: okay all right what about you john what is your take on the officiating crisis that is happening in the nfl right now
2: well you know i I agree with what brian's saying i think it definitely you know disappoints the fans but i'm gonna go a different route i really think it i think they'll change because there's so much money involved Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't I don't know if that means some of the refs will get fired, but I just think that they have to make some kind of changes to the officiating because when people people bet in bet bet on sports, they can lose a lot of money on that because there's so much money in the quarterbacks and, and how they're, you know, the franchise player. There's been times where the, the quarterbacks get hit or they get barely touched and the refs throw a flag for. um for you know roughing the quarterback and i i know it's a quarterback league and i know generally the quarterbacks make the most money and they want to protect them but at the same time for me as a fan i just i just want to see them play the game you know i'm not saying don't protect the quarterback but but i'm just on some calls i'm just like you know just let the guys play the game but i yeah i think i think yeah definitely this this situation with um the officials, I definitely agree with Brian. It definitely upsets the fans. But I, I also think there's an impact as far as being people losing money in the in the uh, officiating or the yeah. wrong officiating.
0: And when you start to mess with people's money, that's when when, you know, the the bigger corporations and other things start to get involved. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And I, I looked this up in this article said this was from November 15th of uh 2021 so just a little over two months ago but um are these part-time officials so the said is that full the full-time officials would be better than part-time officials uh part-time officials are settling into their jobs and they do things exclusively from like just half the year and if if they were a full-time ref so that means they're full-time fully employed throughout the entirety of the season or the entirety of the year rather than Um, just a partial part of the season, you know, what, 18, 20, 21 weeks out of the year that um, they're, they're employed out of the 50. Would that make a difference? And, you know, it really goes down to what are we paying these guys to do? We're paying these guys to be the extreme knowledge of, of these, you know, these play calls. And you can see sometimes when they get together and some of them just don't either they full flag and they go, Oh, it's not, what we're supposed to do or they're like they're not set like they 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 weren't in that Cowboys 49ers game where that line should have been there and that cost the Cowboys the game I mean it's the rules of the rules and you know he had to have been there but it's just it's stuff like that and we talk so much about how coaches and players are studying film day after day you know hour after hour to, to try to figure out exactly what they need to do to beat the other team should the officials be watching film every day too should they be
2: you know oh i missed that call oh that call i should have done i think it would be a very good idea i don't know if we'll act, they'll actually do it but i you know I, I think anybody that studies their craft or practices in their craft no matter what it is like i, I do a jiu-jitsu and karate and striking classes at a, a gym in Berea. And our instructor says that, you know, even the professional baseball players, they practice hitting a ball on a, on a tee, on a tee ball. And, you know, I, it's a fundamental thing. You think, well, how, how, you know, they're professional baseball players. Why do they need to do that? Because you need to practice the fundamentals. And I think if the refs did that also, I, I think you'd you'd have less bad officiating. Uh, I think whenever you take any kind of craft, whether it's professional sports, whether it's being a ref, whether it's getting an A on your next math test, if you really, really work at it and you study and you put the time in it, you're going to get better at it. So if they did that as a whole, I'm not saying they'd be perfect. I'm not saying they wouldn't make any mistakes, but they'd be better. I mean, it's just it's just the odds. You know, if you work on something, you'll be more consistent at it most of the time.
0: Yeah. And and that's what you know, I think everybody in the fans are hoping for is that these these refs can get on the same page and figure out what they're doing. And and like these last two seasons have been just a mirage of, of of just bad play calling and I don't think any of us like it. Moving on to our second topic for the second down, we're gonna talk about predictions for the next upcoming playoff games, we're going to do this real quick and just kind of go through it. But Bills and Chiefs, John, who you got? Uh, I have the Chiefs. Copy. All right. What about you, Brian?
1: Uh, bills defense, too good to lose. I got the Bills
0: i'm gonna to have to go with the chiefs on this one i think that uh, mahomes has come out of his funk and he has figured out uh ways to to do this so i take the chiefs on this one so moving on to titans Bengals, brian who do you have on this one
1: titans maybe gain derrick henry back i think uh, they're going to beat a very young inexperienced uh, Bengals team
2: okay john Ooh, i was on the rope with this one uh i'm gonna go with the Bengals again Okay. All right.
0: I'm agreeing with you. I think that um, Bengals and Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase have have, uh, really solidified what they're doing. I think that they are playing professional football and it definitely shows. So uh, I got the Bengals on that. Moving on Bucks versus Rams. John, who do you got Bucks, Rams? I got the Rams. I think they're more the more complete team. Okay. Brian.
1: I agree. I think uh, they're just the more dominant team right now.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this one. And you know I got I gotta go with my TB12 and you never bet against Tom Brady. And yeah. uh, I he finds ways to win. And so I am uh, I'm going bucks on this one. So we'll see who comes out. And then finally, 49ers Packers, Brian, who you
2: got?
1: Uh Packers are the more complete team. 49ers get a lot of penalties, so I got the Packers.
2: Okay. John, what about you? I also have the Packers. Okay.
0: I also have the Packers as well. I think that um, I, I want for Aaron Rodgers to come out, like I said, or, you know, originally in the earlier topic. That I think that, that if he sticks to the script, I think that, that this is possibly his year. So, moving on to our third topic and second down, what did you think about Big Ben's possible last game? Do you think he went out with his held held high? Um, what did you think? Uh, I'll start with you on this one, John.
2: Ah. Uh... Yeah, I, as far as his head being held high, yeah, I would say yes and no. Uh, the guy's never had a losing season in his whole career. Uh, I looked up all the, the records that he had for each year that he was a starter, and he started when he was a rookie back in 2004. And th- the worst record he had was 8-8. Eight and eight. So I, I think he's satisfied with his career. Obviously, he probably be more satisfied if he went on top and won uh, another Super Bowl or got to the Super Bowl this year. But you know they have a very bad offensive line. There's a lot of rookies on their offensive line. I think their offensive line is gonna get better, just not this year. Um and I uh, so if I was Ben, I'd I I'd have my head held high, but I don't say I don't I wouldn't say I'd be a hundred percent satisfied. Okay. What about you, Brian?
1: I think he's pretty satisfied hell hell Hi, I mean, you know, he's finishing the season 3,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So I mean, yeah, solid final year. I mean, you got the Steelers barely off on his last year, and I think you know, I definitely think this was his last season in the NFL, and you know, he's going to be in uh, the Hall of Fame.
0: Oh, he the Hall of Fame for sure. That's that's not even a question. I think that honestly, his his in his mind, he had that last game. Uh, at home that that was going to be his last game and that, that's how he's going to go out and I mean I don't know if you guys watched the game, but the, the, you know that brought tears to my eyes watching him Stand there and then do the do the circle around the stadium and and that was just that, that That's like the stuff of memories and you know, they're going to make a movie about that stuff They made a movie about kurt warner. They'll make a movie about ben roethlisberger You know, and so I think that he was even surprised that he he made it to the playoffs and you know, obviously playing a, a team like the Chiefs, you're, you know, they – I think that during a press conference, he goes, we're 24-point we're uh, uh, underdogs, which is, like, the most if any of his games that he's ever played in the playoffs that he was, you know, the the amount of point differential. And he's like, you know, we, we've got injured guys this, injured guys that. He goes, we're not even supposed to be here. Like, what are we doing? Like, you know, it was just one of those things that I thought that he, he – understood the situation at hand and was just proud to be able to be, I wish that maybe got that touchdown at that very end of the the game to maybe solidify. Like that's that last thing. Um, In the end, you know, he leaves with a two-time Super Bowl champion, three-time AFC champion and 2004 uh, NFL offensive rookie of the year. He's a six-time pro bowler and a two-time NFL passing yards leader. So I think he did great for the steel city and I'm, Not even a Steelers fan, but I was super proud of him and and glad to see he went out on what I thought was a high note.
1: A lot of respect for the guy.
0: Definitely, definitely. All right, moving on to our third down topic, number one recap of last week's
2: game, Bengals-Raiders. John, what do you got? Uh, Like I said, I was surprised the Bengals won, but I think I was more surprised that the Bengals did not score more points. Okay, why? Oh, because, I mean, it's just the Joe Burrow Jamar Chase duo. Not that their offense would be a little bit more explosive.
0: Yes. Okay. I mean, he was uh, finished with 244 passing yards, two scores, uh, was a one point, uh, 110.4 passer rating and a 70.5 completion rating. So, yeah, yeah. okay. What about you, Brad?
1: Uh, I mean, definitely the best game of the week. Definitely one of the closest. I mean, DeMar Chase, 116 yards, 12.9 average per catch. So, I mean, he had a great game, and he's proven me wrong every single game because I at first thought it was a mistake drafting him. But uh, one fun fact with that game is the Raiders actually had more yards, uh, passing, rushing, total yards, and uh, yards per play. So I definitely think uh, Derek Carr's two interceptions – probably cost them the game here
0: yeah and what happened for joe burrow is they had no turnovers and i think they had 16 turnovers averaging 2.3 times per game this season um and no turnovers in the game jamar chase was amazing cj uzama was amazing um you know they were all there i think on the flip side of it max crosby was was did pretty damn good for the Raiders and you know what he was doing uh, among edges in the wildcard uh, weekend he racked up seven pressures um, so I, I definitely think the biggest issue for me for that game was was Greg Olson the offensive coordinator for the Raiders just kind of didn't allow the Raiders to get in the position to uh, obviously the turnovers didn't help but put, put in the position to to win that game and I, I don't he might be looking for a job come, come this next year. I don't think they've announced that per se. Though I did hear that there's eight uh, coaching vacancies this NFL season. I'm not sure if that's a record or not, but that's just a, the most I've ever heard. Generally, in a season, you hear two or three uh, positions open but to have eight head coaching vacancies open in one season is is pretty amazing so moving on to our fourth down and our game for next week it's going to be bucks versus rams and i know we kind of discussed this uh a little bit with our predictions but we're going to go a little bit more in length with this one as to why we think they're going to win per se bucks versus rams you both have the rams uh i had the bucks so i'm going to start with John on this one why do you think the Rams are going to win this game versus the Buccaneers
2: well like I said before I I think they're the more complete team Um, Cooper Cup is just unstoppable this year they also got a lot of good players on defense Aaron Donald um, Jalen Ramsey uh, Von Miller then they have obviously uh, Odell on the offense along with Cooper Cup like I mentioned before that Matthew Stafford is really coming to his own uh, I just – I think they'll beat the Buccaneers, but I still think it's going to be close because the Buccaneers have Tom Brady. Okay. All right. What about you, Brown?
1: I mean, I both these teams dominated their opponents in the wild card weekend, so definitely think this is going to be a great game. I know it's kind of a curse to bet against Tom Brady, but, I mean, the Rams, they have an amazing defense that can just shut a team down. And with OBJ, I mean, it just seems like with him in that offense, not really being like the number one receiver has really brought his talent out and helped that offense out a lot. So I just think they're the more, like I said, more dominant team. And uh, I just I think it's going to be a real close. I could definitely see it being a three point game or something. But I just uh, think the Rams are too good right now.
0: Okay. all right. Uh, Like I said, I think the the Buccaneers are going to have this one. If you look at the points per game, Buccaneers average 29 and a half, whereas the uh, Rams 27. Um, The Buccaneers have more yards per game and uh, the Rams only allow like basically one extra point per game. I just think that TB twelve, he's got all you know with all these starters coming back from from last year's Super Bowl championship team, um, they've they've got the experience, they've got the knowledge, you know. With Gronkowski, I, I I just don't see this not being another clinic on on what they can do. Their toughest matchup, especially with with the way that the Rams defense played against the Cardinals. That just, I mean, that was just, that was a clinic in itself as to what, what we saw and and how the defense is supposed to play. And, you know, they always say defense wins championships. So I think it's going to be a close one. I think we're going to see maybe a touchdown, maybe, maybe 27, 32, something like that in favor of the Bucs, something like that. But uh, it's going to be definitely close. And finally, we're going to move on to our two-point conversion, a little football trivia, see if I can stump these guys. It's an interesting little piece of knowledge I've found. So 17 Heisman Trophy winners have played in the Super Bowl. How many have won the Super Bowl MVP out of those 17 Heisman winners? How many of them have gone on to win the Super Bowl MVP?
2: I'm going to say one. Okay.
0: All right, Brian, what do you got?
1: I want to say three.
0: Brian came the closest on this one. There have been four. Ah. Desmond Howard, ride receiver for Michigan went on yeah. to win. We've got James Plunkett. Uh, he was a QB uh, for Stanford uh, university uh, and then went on to win it with the 49ers. I believe and then we have Marcus Allen went on to win it with the Raiders. And finally, Mr. Cowboy himself, Roger Staubach, Uh, won it with uh, the Cowboys. So you have a total of four Heisman Trophy winners that
2: also won a Super Bowl. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of 2-Minute Drill. And make sure to follow the show on Instagram at 2-Minute Drill Podcast, D-D-S. Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Also comment on all our posts and episodes
0: we would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week
1: and as always two minute drill listeners until next time